Authority, as we see it, is a very interesting uh, bird. It's an interesting thing. What we see from verse 1 of Romans 13 is this, that God is supreme authority. He is the governor or the authority over all things. It says there is no authority except from who? God. So how is he supreme authority? He's the one who establishes authority. So he is the one who passes down authority to all people. Therefore, God is supreme authority. But look what it goes on to say. As we, as we see um, throughout scripture, he gives that authority to other people. That is to say that the sovereign God of the universe actually gives Sovereignty. I know that that seems contrary to some people, but he gives sovereignty, he gives authority, and he gives control over to others. The first example of this would be in the story of Daniel in the Old Testament. God gives one of the few times that the term sovereignty is used in the Bible. Mind you, the term sovereignty is actually never used concerning God in the Scripture. It's only used concerning humankind. But what we understand implicitly is that if God gives that sovereignty, he has to be sovereign. So we understand this, right? But in Daniel, uh, God gives sovereignty, the actual word sovereignty in the Hebrew, to Nebuchadnezzar. This is a pagan king. What is God thinking? <laughs> but he gives sovereignty to Nebuchadnezzar. Guess what scripture goes on to say? He takes the sovereignty away from Nebuchadnezzar when Nebuchadnezzar will not do what God asks him to do. But... Finish the whole book of Daniel and you'll find out. Finish the whole story of Nebuchadnezzar and you'll find out that God reinstates Nebuchadnezzar as sovereign. He gives him his sovereignty back once he is humbled and he repents. It's a powerful idea. So we see sovereignty in this situation. Uh, the second thing that I would draw your attention to is that God has given man sovereignty through choice. He has given each and every one of us the ability to make free choices. It is a powerful concept. Now, is God less sovereign because he does so? No. As a matter of fact, that free choice establishes his sovereignty. A.W. Tozer says it this way. He says, God sovereignly decreed that man should be free to exercise moral choice. And man from the beginning has fulfilled that decree by making his choice between good and evil. When he chooses to do evil, he does not thereby countervail the sovereign will of God, but instead fulfills it, inasmuch as that the eternal decree decided not which choice a man should make, but that he should be free to make it. A God less sovereign, Tozer goes on to say, a God less sovereign could not bestow moral freedom upon his creatures. He would be too afraid to do so. So we have a sovereign God who gives sovereignty to leaders. It's scriptural. We see it clearly in Nebuchadnezzar. God gives sovereignty to his to his creatures, we see that throughout the pages of the scriptures. But here in Romans, what we see is he gives that authority to governing officials and then all other authorities. Look again at verse 1. Every person is to be in subjection to governing authorities, for there is no authority. It doesn't say no governing authority there, but no authority except from God. And those which exist are established by God. Therefore, and I love this statement because this is where we've got to, uh, to take a deep 
uh, breath and realize what God has called us to. He says, therefore, whoever antitossos or resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God. And they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. 